Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I am so excited. Our month of listener submitted movies is continuing. Please let us know who's joining us. Well, we have an actual professor of history with us. It's Aaron Dwyer. Hello. 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 Hello and welcome. An actual professor of history. That's yeah, I don't exciting. think we've had that before. I'm pretty sure we've had a lot of improvisers, but not a lot of <laughs> history professors. You have to do that a lot in the classroom, but oh, uh, the jokes don't always sure land. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there a particular uh, area of history you specialize in? Uh, yeah, uh, the history of slavery and the history of murder and where what? they intersect. Really? Wow, yeah. that's fun. So it's, Fascinating. you know, it's pretty dark stuff and i think that's in part why i'm drawn to the sort of campy in my <laughs> you need a break you know do i want to watch sure. last of us at the end of a day of reading about poison and murder and enslaved people being executed not so much yeah because when did murder yeah. start like i guess there when was murder all... start well there was always you had to have laws i would think you know what i mean like cavemen like we're like hey wait a second we shouldn't be yeah. going around killing each other yeah Right. Yeah, I teach a class on the history of murder, and we start with what are our definitions of it. It's not a practicum; there's no lab, but uh, oh, we good. do a we do a mock trial of Lizzie Borden. So that's the closest I get to like. Oh, fine, that is fine. How would yeah. you say of all the years you've been teaching, how well does does she usually do? Like, is it not great? Um, not they great. Use the Gen Z, they they want to come for her, uh, and they're really? not interested in the historical accuracy that in real life she beat the charges. And so, yeah, the first time I did it, they, you know, hands down, they uh, convicted her. And the second time it was a hung jury. And so they let me vote. And so I voted to acquit her. There's not enough evidence. Let her live. But she's a crazy young woman. (laughs) She's an axe. (laughs) She's a woman taking control. Send her off to a camp. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that sounds really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I have a gavel and everything. Wow. You love the theatrics of it all. Exactly. Theatrics the of murder. How yes. has our understanding of murder like changed over time? Like as to where, like how do has like the status yeah. of what does it mean to be a murderer like different now than it was like a hundred years ago? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm reading a lot of cases where enslaved people are getting burned at the stake. Again, this is not light stuff because sure. it's considered treason. It's considered that mm, your owner yeah, gotcha. is your little king. Yeah. Um, and so that's a change that happens over time. But yeah, I do think one thing you see across time is a fascination with motive, a lot of victim blaming over time of wanting to make sense sure. of why that why it's that person's fate. Uh, and not my own. Um, and my own, this main project is about poison, the, this current, my current book project. And so, mm. you know, the people who poison you are, are, have to be people who have close access to your food yeah, and drink. Right. And that's unnerving for many. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that is, that's what I spend my days doing. Well, well good for you. Someone's well. got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> doing the work for the rest of us. Mm, thank you. And, you know, speaking of doing the work, Sure. Sure. Today <laughs> we're talking about, but I'm a cheerleader. John, what's the deal with, but I'm a cheerleader? Mark, let me tell you the deal with, but I'm a cheerleader. It was directed by Jamie Babbitt, written by Brian Wayne Peterson, and it is a delightfully campy journey into the world of Maggie Bloomfield, an innocent high school cheerleader who faces an intervention from her well-meaning but misguided friends and family who suspect she might be a lesbian. They send her to a residential inpatient conversion therapy camp to cure her lesbianism. At camp, Megan realizes that she is indeed a lesbian and despite the therapy, comes to embrace her sexuality. It stars Natasha Lyonne, Clea Duvall, Melanie Linsky, RuPaul, Kathy Moriarty, Mink Stoll, Bud Court, and Eddie Cibrian. It was released on July 7th, 2000 and made $2.6 million off a budget of $1 million. Roger Ebert said, But I'm a cheerleader! It's not a great breakout comedy, but more the kind of movie that might eventually become a regular on the midnight cult circuit. And David No from okay. Film Journal International called it a candy-coated, completely negligible bit of fluff that plays like an emasculated John Waters. But in 2005, a musical version of But I'm a Cheerleader premiered at New York Musical Theater Festival and has since had performances in London. And that is the deal with But I'm a Cheerleader. So, Aaron, when we put out a call for submissions, you did an amazing PowerPoint presentation mm -hmm. making the case for But I'm a Cheerleader. Yes, we should point out five other people also submitted this movie, but your PowerPoint won Put the you day. over the top. Oh, that's very flattering. Uh, First of all, I see so, you, all my brothers and sisters who also submitted. <laughs> so for those who didn't submit a, uh, for for those who didn't read your PowerPoint, uh, why? But I'm a cheerleader, and also why PowerPoint? Have you always had an affinity <laughs> for PowerPoint? I guess it's a two part question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was certainly going to do essay, and then I think uh, in a tweet, you started to throw out other mediums, yeah, uh, including PowerPoint. And uh, yeah, I was just finishing my semester, and the debate was, do I grade essays or do I make a PowerPoint, which I'd spent all semester doing? <laughs> and so really, it felt like this this truly is my nerd milieu. Um, and sure. so why not lean into it? And uh, and this will either get you put on a list or they'll be impressed <laughs> enough that they'll, you know, can't help but pick you. So could be both. Um, yeah. You're yeah, still on I a think, list. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. You know, um, among others. Yeah. yeah. PowerPoint, the academic in me, you know, has really been leaning into them as a visual medium throughout going back and forth from teaching online to teaching in person. Um, yeah, and you know, film's a visual medium, so why not convey through slide fashion that I felt like this is really a film from that great 90s period where there did feel like a, kind of a flourishing of indie films that really had queer representation, where before it felt, you know, as a millennial of a certain age, before then it felt like, you know, back in my day, we just had subtext. We didn't have all these queer texts. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it started to feel like there was a flourishing of them. And it was around the time that there was also a lot of queer representation of queer women, bisexual and lesbian women that felt like it was by and for straight men, sort of mm, your sure. chasing Amy's, your mm. wild things. <laughs> sure. And this really felt not at all like that. Um, yeah. And it came out, I guess, my first semester of college, but I didn't see it until I was home that summer. It was my last time going back to my small town for the summer and feeling marooned there and mm. just uh, watching it over and over and renting it over and over again from Blockbuster or what have you. So I've seen this innumerable times um, and was shocked when I, I kept stopping writing my over-the-top proposal to go and make sure that y'all had not done it already. It felt like I know poorly. You must have done this already. So I'm glad we can correct this. And I hope that all the others who proposed it 
feel like I'm a good representative for this film. <laughs> I think I think it's in sure. good hands for yes, sure. Yes, yes. What about you, John? Had you seen uh, But I'm a Cheerleader before? I somehow had not seen But I'm a Cheerleader before. It's, uh, I'd wow. seen snippets of it and, uh, you know, here and there. But for whatever reason, I missed it when it came out and didn't get to catch it until now and uh it was so delightful it was very sweet a very like it did feel like a, a sweet john waters movie and that like it wasn't too crazy but it's a little crazy definitely has fun with like stereotypes and all that stuff but it was a very sweet movie that i enjoyed watching and it was <laughs> wow, also like take. i know <laughs> Uh, it was sort of also fun to be like, oh, all of these actors have gone on so many of the people in this movie <laughs> yeah. have gone on to very significant careers so i'm glad mm -hmm. i finally saw it how about you, Mark? What is your take on, but I'm a cheerleader. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters when it came out, uh, but I haven't seen a lot since then. And I also realized while I was watching it, it was like, when I thought of, but I'm a cheerleader, I often thought of slums of Beverly Hills. Like those two would kind of like okay. overlap in my brain. Cause they're both like <laughs> Natasha Leone indies. Um, so okay. I was like, well, what's she, what does Alan Arkin show up? Um, he doesn't. <laughs> But rewatching, uh, it's a blast. I just love the, I love a big swing with a color story. And yeah. this one does, like, despite the low budget, it still has, like, a great look. It's mm -hmm. still fun to watch. It still, like, creates its own world. And I thought it was just really charming, delightful. Mm -hmm. I thought it, like, moves really quickly. And just all mm -hmm. the performances are so winning. And even the villains you like. Like, even, yeah. <laughs> what's not to like about <laughs> Kathy Moriarty? Oh, right. A true, uh -oh. a true pleasure. Yeah, in 86 minutes, you can't beat that. Shorter no. than the secession finale. True. <laughs> and <Right>. less devastating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very, very that. Very that. Um, but it sounds like we're all fans to varying degrees, but only one of us made a PowerPoint. So, Aaron, as you may or may not know, but I suspect you do, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be added to the wheel. Do you know what that means? Oh, you betcha. Yay. <laughs> okay. They're the first one. <laughs> um, so this is our current top five gayest movies ever. So this is what you are up against. And we got a new top five since last week as well. In fifth place with a 92.20% Showgirls. In fourth place with a 92.99% The Bride of Frankenstein. In third place with a 93.21% Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And new entry at number two with a 94.75 is Zero Patience. And number one with a 94.83 is The Reigning Champ, Female Trouble. All right, Aaron. So if you had to guess now, how well do you think But I'm a Cheerleader is going to do? I boldly stated that I thought it could crack the top five. Um, I'm still going to go with that blind confidence. I think it has a lot going for it. <laughs> I think the wheel is really going to have to, you know, be on my side. Sure. Because, wow, uh, you know, zero patience coming in hot. Uh, oh, that was really <laughs> a movie no one has heard of that is now the second gayest <laughs> film that everyone will be trying to track down all five copies that exist on like mm -hmm. Canadian Blu-rays. <laughs> um, uh, yep. So We're really uh, affecting the market. Yes. Just really putting the cult in cult classic. That's going to be. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm still hopeful. I think, uh, you know, as long as it does better than ginger snaps and blue crush. Uh, okay. Hey, wow. That's, those are the two you have your sights on. <laughs> nice. um, ginger snaps is at uh, 89th place with a 64.92. And Blue Crush is pretty, a lot lower, I think. Uh, yeah, a lot, Blue Crush is in 173rd place mm. with a 36.58. Yeah, so I think you're fine there. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think you're definitely going to do that part of your your wish. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So th the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give a score between 0 and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Aaron, what would you give? But I'm a cheerleader on a scale of 0 to 100 in actual gay characters. Well, so obviously most of the primary characters are are gay, are queer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the question does come in um, what is our read on Kathy Moriarty's character on rock? And I think we can say RuPaul is meant to be, we are meant to read RuPaul as a man who is and not. He's denying his yes. self. And so how do and we I also think rock is like clearly that? pretty gay. I think that's entirely yeah. why his mother found it. Well, although you have to, when would she have founded the school based on Lloyd and Larry being yeah. alumni? It seems like it predates sure, sure. him. So maybe it's about her own queer anxiety that she's sure. afraid of. 
Um, so, but she never, you know, so I have a hard time labeling them as gay because I also hate that trope of they're just homophobic because they're secretly gay. Right. Because right. sometimes they're just homophobic and right. assholes. <laughs> and yeah. I, yeah. I think hate, hate is a powerful force in history. And also, how is it any different to be like, Mike Pence is gay? That's, yeah. How is that right. different than what they... <laughs> right. You're still lobbing Let's it as an insult. It, it's hack material. That's it's like true. using Nickelback <laughs> as a punching bag. Too easy. <laughs> exactly. Too exactly. Easy. So I'm going to say, um, I guess I would say given how many of the main characters are queer and how fundamental that is to their characters, but I'm not going to label Kathy Moriarty as gay or rock. I, we don't know. I'm gonna go I think it's 80s. safe to say rock is. I like, think it's I'm going to say he's dancing to RuPaul. Jerking off that. Uh, yeah. He knows that, exactly that what he's doing. And I'm going to go 88. 88. I'm going to go 93. I think they're pretty much all, all about that life. All about that life. Uh, I'll go 92, given an average of 91, which is 21 yeah. points higher than in and out Okay. <laughs> All right. Our next category, gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? Where don't we have gay icons? More like. <laughs> they even, this is the first time I think we've had a movie where someone says the phrase gay iconography. Right. And they hold a picture of Melissa Etheridge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and in my PowerPoint, I accidentally said Indigo Girls, so that's that's on me. Wow, not knowing part my, of the problem, mistaking right. my queer yeah. icons. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, you got yeah. that. You got Melissa. You got RuPaul. You got Mink Stoll. You got Kathy Moriarty. You got Clea Duvall. Clea Duvall. Natasha, Natasha Leone. Leon, who has so not only has Natasha Leone been performed by the famous Jinx Monsoon on Snatch Game. Right. But Clea Duvall and Natasha Leone were hosts on RuPaul's Drag Race on mm -hmm. on back to back episodes on season eleven. What more do you need to do? There you go. I mean, if you go back and watch Clea Duvall's face while she watches Brooklyn Heights up against Evie <laughs> yeah. Oddly, and she's just she can't even believe her good luck being yeah. in the front oh, she's seat a part for of that. All this. Right? Yeah. So yeah, Clea Duvall unquestioningly is a lesbian icon, um, and has and oh, didn't she direct that movie? Happiest with, season. There yep. you go. So mm -hmm. I think that makes her not just a lesbian icon, but a gay icon. Absolutely. And I think you could make a case for Melanie Linsky between Heavenly Creatures. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can make a case uh, for most Michelle actresses. Williams too. Yeah. Absolutely. Julie Delby, I don't know. No, the film gays for the Before Sunrise trilogy, the Before trilogy, <laughs> the very oh. mighty, mighty branch of film gays. She smokes enough. Uh, there's a big cigarette. Most to of be film gays, <laughs> most of film Twitter are the gays. I was going to say. So to be fair, John. Also, that song "Chick Habit" that also shows up in Death Proof. I feel like mm -hmm. that now is like someone mm -hmm. drag queen has done. I feel like that gets done at least once a week somewhere. Yeah, a lot of like sure. sweet deep cuts on the on the music. I did not look up kind of the sexuality of, it, of most of the performers. But yeah, I think this is swimming in gay icons. I think this mm -hmm. has, I mean, yeah, Mingsoul RuPaul would be a 100, even if it wasn't yeah. for mm -hmm. Natasha Leone, Melanie Linsky, uh, and Clea Duvall. Yeah. So yeah, I, I say 100 without a doubt. 100. I'll say 97. 90. What else does it need, John? For I God guess if Melissa Etheridge showed up and actually sang a song. Then no. I give it a hundred. With that one million dollar budget, she's yeah. volunteering. It's pro bono work. She ain't doing it. Yeah. I'll give it a hundred. Give it an average of ninety nine, which is uh, I don't know, fourteen points higher than Bound. All right. All right. Our next category: the queer gaze. How much queer imagery do we have here? <laughs> Made for queer people by queer people. I think mostly queer imagery. It's very yeah. high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the stuff with the cheerleaders for, Natasha and there's also Leon. stuff for the gay yeah, hot eating hot dogs, you know, out of, out of bus windows. I mean, incredible <laughs> being part of your like fantasy where you realize your root. Um, and there were a lot of like uh, close-ups where you'd sort of see the stolen glances or the stolen touches yes. through yeah. a hole, yeah, yeah. which made it feel all mm -hmm. the more like. Tattoo. Tattoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eddie Cibrian's uh, styling oh, yeah. is like, that's for the gays. Come on. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. thank you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And when we see your work, underneath we appreciate the car, it. you know, and, and you sort of, the, the camera pans from his thrusting under the car right. back to all of oh, the boy. male students watching him and then back to the car again. 
uh, yeah, it's really hyper focused on that gaze for sure. And just the whole, I think, even just like the color story, just like the strong use of color in this movie, mm. just feels like a pretty mm. queer slash camp sensibility. Just to the yeah. aesthetics of the movie overall, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that and a lesbian director uh, who's done so much really fun kind of similarly quirky tonally stuff not a lot of people watch santa clarita diet but i loved that what else she did i think there's a few still episodes. an ad for santa clarita i walk <laughs> when i go get my haircut at echo park there's a house that has like a, a fake realtor sign in front of it for santa clarita diet like it's a picture of timothy oldman <laughs> drew barebore and it's still been up. there for years yeah, it's outlasted that the show wow yes by by a by a minute yeah huh <laughs> So queer gays, what do we think? I'll go 95. 95. Yeah, yeah I think I'll go 90. Not very much nudity, not much kind of, I mean, it's closely related, I think, to the homoeroticism, which there isn't, it's not going to score quite as highly in, but I think it's very clearly directed by a queer person. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I will go 95 as well. 95. I'm going 100. I think, like, what more does it need to do? I think I like that it is, like, for a younger audience. You know, it almost, like, it's so like close. a young like, adult movie, kind of. I mm-hmm. think you take away, take out a few swears, and it's a PG-13 movie. Like, there's such a mm-hmm. sweetness to it. Yeah, it's like baby's first John Waters film. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if they can't handle yeah. hairspray. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can handle yeah. hairspray. Why don't uh, you like pink flamingos? There's all kinds yeah. of things in it that kids love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whistling buttholes. Absolutely. <laughs> flamingos. Uh, uh, hey, got an average of 96.67, which is 61 points higher than in and out That makes sense. Okay. All right. Our next category, the Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? I think mostly anxiety. <laughs> mostly. I mean, what's weird is that you think at first he might be like, now here's a movie that's talking sense. Right. But then, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's the only thing I went back and forth on. My first viewing earlier in the week, I thought he'd be in a panic because it's really highlighting how how this gay conversion camp not only doesn't convert them to straight, but it effectively turns more of them them queerer than, yeah, yeah, (laughs) and fighting vocally for other queer people. But then on second rewatch, I was thinking, you know, but a lot of people go to that graduation and don't get in the truck at the end. And, you know, confirmation bias is a hell of a drug. So would he look at that ratio and think, well, you know, well, we saved, you know, five gay souls. Uh, And um, so I've gone back and forth. But obviously, I mean, this almost had an NC-17 rating. So I think that alone would upset him. I think female pleasure, he would find troubling to no end. I don't think he'd uh, like uh, all the pastels and the, the too much color. <laughs> I think he'd say he wouldn't like it, but I think he'd like it. Sure. He'd like the well, brown that's and orange he, that scenes at him, first. That tension People are going to find him, out that I like this. Yeah, color that tension will give him anxiety. I think it's wow. pretty high. Okay, I want to hear you go first on this Okay, one, fair enough. Okay, I will go... I'm going to go 90, because I think all of it's there, but I think it's also not that in your face like there's a sweetness to it that i think he could sort of sit with a little longer but i think ultimately it's goes against fundamentally what he thinks and believes and there is a lot of uh same-sex kissing so 90 uh i'll also go 90 yeah and i bet he'd hate the kind of the fig leaves in that scene i think he'd find (laughs) that i would go 88 i still i still do think he'd be pleased with how many people graduated (laughs) all right it was weird, I guess, like, they couldn't show them just, like, smashing their awards or whatever. Like, this, you know, I guess there's no... But also, like, I'm glad the movie ended quickly. <laughs> so it's hard to complain <laughs> about, like, oh, there weren't enough endings, you know? And I'm glad that it ends on the note. On the way to the end. Yeah. yeah that, it, that it ends on the note that it does, I think, is a good way of saying we don't have to be worried that, you know, these are going to be houseless teenagers now because right. they chose one right. another. Yeah. They also very quickly pretty much drop any anxiety about these kids, like wanting to change. You know what I mean? It just seems more like they're just in here to like, let's just get through this. Let's just pass this class. So we can just pass this class. Poor little Andre, not knowing his route. Mm. He (laughs) tried. All right. Our next category, hell on heels. How we doing on feisty ladies? Well, Graham. Well, Graham, very tough. Very feisty. 
She's up there with Meg. Yeah, I mean, very feisty. And I think that's part of the allure is, you, you know, even in this conversion camp, she's not saying, you know, I'm a homosexual, she says, mm. and I like girls a lot. It's like, you're you're not going to be contained um, mm. and all that smoking. And uh, even Melanie Lis- Linsky being so bossy when she's like, breakfast is at seven. And, you know, <laughs> therapy, therapy until noon. I, I can't do. As you can see, I can't do. <laughs> It's perfect. New Zealand accent. Uh, you know, uh, my but, friend has a the code word to get into New Zealand is big peak. Like you're wearing a big peak with all your school peak. books. A big peak. Um, I think I'm a homosexual. It could be a new. There way. you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously Kathy Moriarty. I mean, she's terrifying. Yeah. Everyone's terrified of her. She even is Lloyd terrifying, but she's not that terrible. You know what I mean? But I think she is the epitome of like a hell on heels. But she is also like this is a very funny performance from Kathy Moriarty. Right. Yeah, it's like if Cruella Deville was made of mm-hmm. flesh and blood. Yeah. 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 You can only be so scared of someone who waters plastic plants. And wears a plastic see-through like raincoat, a pink oh, plastic I would raincoat. Kill for that raincoat. <laughs> and Sinead uh, gets snubbed and kind of becomes feisty mm, a little bit. She becomes well. She at least gets surly. As yeah, the, she's the whole goes on. She's more. I, I'm saving her for the macabre. But yeah, I think she's Got certainly. She's she can do both. Sinead defends multitudes. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I think all of them being willing to sneak out and go to uh, the gay bar called the Cocksucker, uh, really Very incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think high for feisty women. Uh, most of the women that we see on screen are feisty, with the exception of the sort of the panicked cheerleaders and heteronormative mothers. Yeah, <laughs> right. so yeah, I'm gonna go like uh, 85. 85. I'll go 88. 88. Uh, I'll go 87, giving it an average of 86.67, which is four points higher than zero patients. Mm. Take that, zero patients. Take that. All right, our next one, I think you might do very well here. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch this movie and come away with a whole book of ideas? (laughs) I'm honestly shocked we haven't seen the kind of pink vinyl 60s prom dress thing done before. Especially (laughs) with uh, Clea Duvall's the very kind of like 90s where you've got the updo but the long tendrils in your face. (laughs) Sure. Um, 90s were huge for tendrils. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's like, I can't be bothered to put all my hair up. Yeah, so I think all of the kind of the pink and the blue pastel-y looks, the pink vinyl jacket. There's also one, like Mrs. Brown, when she's like in her bed with a hair curlers, like strumming a guitar, was like, that's like a really fun combination of things. (laughs) (laughs) You can drag that up. Megan wears a snood at some point, those nightgowns. The sexual simulation suits. Right. Yeah. I mean, illusion nutting, I'd yeah. say most drag queens need to stay farther away from rather than embracing. <laughs> um, I do think the other way that it is, you know, if you're talking about kind of big book of ideas, I think RuPaul really wrote a chapter here on how longevity in a drag mm. career involves uh, not just knowing how to act and, and, sure. and that acting uh-huh. is such a, you know, huge overlap for drag performers, but also uh, being able to perform as your persona in boy drag and not just in girl drag right. because that Absolutely. is so much more i mean mm-hmm. clearly it takes significantly less time um and i love that we get to see rupaul's freckles in this uh <laughs> yeah so yeah i think i think that's another real you a drag queen should come away with a whole book of ideas not only about the kind of 90s take on the 60s um and the color Do we think palette. this is uh rupaul's best acting performance I mean, I saw AJ and the Queen. We got AJ and the Queen. Uh, I'm aware. (laughs) Uh, He's in the Brady Bunch Bunch movie for a hot second. I think I would say this, this or Brady Bunch, but I thought RuPaul was really fun in this. Like, I agree. uh, Yeah, fit the tone. I think I think RuPaul's best acting work is every time RuPaul does a scene with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Okay. Um, but I think RuPaul's second best acting work has to be this. And I would love a redo, a remake for the 2020s, which I, I almost like never say. Peacock with RuPaul would still do like a eight episode series or something. It's like, but I'm still a cheerleader or something. <laughs> still cheerleading. <laughs> and crossover with the Netflix show Cheer. Right there, you go. And also, I like that the house, the true directions, it's the same colors as the trans pride flag. Yeah. 
which yeah. is pretty interesting. Yeah, fantastically. Yeah, the entire the one million dollars was just spent on paint and vinyl, <laughs> um, and that really shows here. So yeah, I think um, uh, uh, and those green satin sort of nineteen fifties debutante dresses. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, they're so um, in the very sixties hair. Yeah, I think uh, a whole book of ideas. Yeah, one hundred. One hundred. Uh, I will say. I'll go 94. I think there's a lot of stuff, but there's not, again, like that one classic look that's like not so one. Distinctly. There's like a dozen. Is that the better? one that, that you're like, oh, that is, but I'm a cheerleader that you feel like, oh, that's what that thing, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, I movies... think if you did a cheerleader with that Natasha Leone hair, you would get, you'd know that. And also the mm. graduation looks, you don't think. Mm. Yes. Maybe because I've only seen it once. Oh, and Sinead's look where she's wearing the uniform, but over her sort of with her goth right. embellishments for flair. Uh, I'm going up full 100. All right. Given an average of 98, which is two points lower than Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Thanks a lot, point. John. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> Probably, maybe. <laughs> All right. Finally, last of the canon category. Aaron, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend But I'm a Cheerleader to a gay person? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 100. I've watched this with, I think, every woman I dated in college uh, and grad school. <laughs> was that the um, move? Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's not. <laughs> oh, did she invite it, you over it, to watch it? It doesn't not get you yeah. laid afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it's sweet enough. And, you know, it had just it had come out in that sort of window where everybody isn't necessarily watching movies as much. And so right, it was right. a good. Lots people of people would say, it. oh, I'd not seen it. Right. Well, why don't you come back to my to my dorm mm. room and we'll pop it in the. <laughs> VCR or what have you. No, I've shown it to a ton of people. um, And I really do think that, I mean, obviously I think it's like lesbian 101, but I also think like we've talked about, I think it's a good kind of entry level. You can show it to people who are, Mm -hmm. you know, younger, younger, and they would, I think, could see themselves in a lot of the characters. Because it is also like a coming out story itself, like coming to terms with the identity itself. So that it's like almost perfect for teens. If this was split into like uh, 50 different, you know, segments on TikTok, it would do gangbusters. (laughs) Completely. Mm -hmm. You know, and if someone told me, you know, uh, someone might not know who, uh, if a Gen Z person doesn't know who Mink Stoll is, maybe. um, Idiots. But they love Natasha Leone. You know, they just finished Poker Face and now they don't know what to watch. Um, I'd say, well, do you want to watch her make out with the person cast as her sister for an hour and a half? (laughs) Um, No, that's... That would not be how I sell it. But yeah, I think and if if you love Yellow Jackets, if you love Melanie Linsky, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways, sure. a lot of there's access lot of points. If you like yeah. drag, you know what I mean? It's right. Also, I think it does also appeal yeah. to gays and the whole pride LGBTQI playhouse yeah. family. You know what I mean? Like there's room for everybody in this, Yeah, which is yeah. like fairly rare. Usually like gay films are either one or the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that it's like, oh, bringing communities together. Yeah. Yes. And I think you could show this to kind of older parents to get them talk, you know, have a teachable moment, you know, for everybody. Sure. Um, yeah. I was going to propose our neighbors will often th- ever, you know, since the <laughs> pandemic began, will throw up a white um, sheet on their garage and project movies. And this is definitely one I'm going to propose because I feel like, you know, this is a good oh, one nice. for the whole neighborhood to to gather and, <laughs> and watch together. Um, that sounds like a blast. So I heard a hundred from Aaron. What about you, John? Despite the fact that it has taken me 23 years to actually watch this movie, I will also give it a hundred. Yeah, you gotta. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a hundred as well. Give it a hundred. Which is one point higher than in and out. All right. <laughs> now we're into the wheel categories. Winning wheel. These categories are all categories previous guests have brought in and then put them all in this wheel, which is an app on my phone, which you can see so many categories. We're going to spin it once. Whatever category pops up, we'll use to judge this movie. Then Mark and I will pick a category from the movie. Then we have a listener wheel we're going to spin. And finally, you will come up with a category, which we'll use to judge this movie and add to the wheel and potentially use to judge all future movies. Here we go. Perform a theme song for the movie. We have to perform a theme song Perform a theme song Okay, so we all got to improvise the theme song for the movie, and then we judge how well we thought we did. But I'm a cheerleader. I can't be gay. I'm a cheerleader. (laughs) She can't be gay. But I'm a hey, ho, 
I gotta ho. eat out this hoe. No homo. Hey, ho. Oh. No uh, homo. One, homo. two, three, four. <laughs> Who are we making out here for? Five, six, seven, seven eight. eight. Tell your parents you're not straight. Aaron. Aaron. Very good. I love you. That was a great bridge. <laughs> I do not. I do not, I'm not musical. That is not my genre. You couldn't have told me. Yeah, we would never have guessed that. So, what do we give ourselves on that? I felt like we had a lot of ideas that maybe didn't all gel at one point, but I think they could. Sure. I had fun doing it. We all had a good time. Sometimes the process is its own reward. The journey it's improv. Is, the, is the destination. Yes, and it. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, I'll give it a 60 because it tried. (laughs) Y'all really, I'm pulling down the average, (laughs) y'all. I'll give it a 72 because it tried. 60, 72. I'll get 75. Because we did that with very little time or warning. Or we did. Hey, give it an average of 69. That's disgusting. Gross. Gross. (laughs) All right. Now we're into host choice. Okay. I did have a thought for this one. Let's hear what your thought is. From Fried Green Tomatoes, Bucking Heteronormativity. Ooh. That's a good one. Uh, some other ones that I picked were one from The Queen, Food as Character Development, because they said in her intervention, you've been trying to get us to eat this tofu, and the fact that she's a vegetarian is something they use to accuse her of being a lesbian. There's also How Rainbow Bright Is It from Mean Girls. Pretty rainbow bright. Pretty rainbow bright. <laughs> from Rebecca, Lesbian Gaslighting. <laughs> or from In and Out, Journey of Self Acceptance. Those are the ones that I thought. Mm. Of. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Journey. Uh, that's that seems like you know real slam dunk. But I do the food one is really good. You, there's also a scene where there's no way on earth that a camp that is all about compulsory compulsory heteronormativity would be serving sushi in <laughs> right. that in London, California. <laughs> they are not doing that. But there's an elaborate. Graham eating sushi just so that they can make a that's the only fish she's eating joke. Mm-hmm. And I guess I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it. The but I would just vegetarian, hesitate. but fantasizing about hot dogs. I would just hesitate mm-hmm. about that one because I think it could maybe score higher in the Rainbow Bright or Bucking Heteroactivity. And when I say that, I mean I would score it higher. If it was like Big Night or so, it's not like a food movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this isn't like the sure, ideal sure, sure. of like food. Like there's yeah, there's two moments, but that no. does not make a hundred. No, Babette's face, this is not. But I do I but I appreciate the creative thinking outside the box. We love that mm-hmm. about you, John. Thank you. When he others Bob, he weaves. And he's not talking yeah, about my hair. I would say the candy, the candy well, color. Let's do the, how Rainbow Bright is it? Yeah, and I love Bright that Mean Girls is another sort of you know queer youth oriented movie. Yeah. All right, so what I do you want to give? So what would you give? But I'm a cheerleader, and how Rainbow Bright is it? I'd say like a ninety-two. Ninety-two. Yeah, it's pretty Rainbow Bright. I'm gonna go ninety-six. Ninety-six. Uh, I'll go ninety-five. If it was like. Uh, Less pastels, it would be a hundred. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. More bolder choices. All right, now we're into the listener, the listener wheel. wheel. Another wheel, fewer categories, but equally beloved. Here we go. A grand gesture. A grand gesture. Oh, this comes from <laughs> Heather S. Up, oh, but she doesn't. Uh, thank you, Heather S. Uh, she says uh, a grand gesture. One of the characters does some wild grand gesture. Think Cusack holding up the boombox, blasting in your eyes. Uh, and why is that make it gay? What's more gay than a big over the top dramatic gesture that makes you want to cry or sometimes cringe? No disrespect to those that are gay, of course. <laughs> of course, thank you, Heather. Of oh, I, we got the big final climactic cheer. Yeah, yeah. that's a great. Yeah, and I to. think you. Uh, the question too is uh, when Megan refuses to acknowledge that she or uh, refuses to do the final performance with Rock. Is she doing that in part to save? Is that just her own grand gesture of saying, "I'm not going to conform to that heteronormative performance"? Does she mm. think in some ways she's saving uh. Graham if she takes the fall? for their romance, but certainly that ending is a massive showing yeah. up and performing a cheer in a field for your paramour. In public. <laughs> oh my God. Interrupting a graduation. Forget it. Walking up slowly in an empty field, but no one sees you <laughs> until you right at the very end. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's such a huge grand gesture that it ends on that. Uh, and then it's a grand gesture for her parents to 
commit well at least her dad you know to be committing to going to to therapy for you know going to for gay yeah some kind of they, they call it something else but it's yeah. essentially uh yeah, I'm gonna say it's so critical to the end. I'm gonna say yeah. Also, couldn't you say the the intervention is a grand gesture? That's oh. true. Mm. Yeah. Michelle Williams saying surprise at the beginning of a gay intervention <laughs> is one of the funniest things. <laughs> I had to stop and look up. Is she Midwestern? That seems so yeah. like. It's hard to make that much brown look stylish, but they did the use of brown. That was pretty well done. It just pairs so well with orange and maroon. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> you just need an olive green like refrigerator or something. Yes. yes. So a 96. What about you, John? Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a 92. 92. I'll go 95. Give it an average of 94.33. Pretty good. All right, Aaron, good. the time has come for you to come up with a cat. Oh, I always forget to say this. If you listeners would like to submit a category, you can find a link to the Google form in our show notes. So please submit something. All right, Aaron, the time has come for you to come up with a category that we can use to judge how gay this movie is in all future movies when we add it to the wheel. Any thoughts? Yeah, I had a few because it feels like, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. Thank if you. Something that exists Thank already. You. Um, and it feels like um, it would score very highly on like a, stolen glances or stolen mm, touches sort of like okay. a carol or talented mr ripley i think sure, would also do sure, well in that sure. sort of and so i think that one kind of favors um like a light brush of the fingers yes of. Mm-hmm. yes that favors sort of a period gay drama yes. um in general i think um my partner said it should be the category should be bring it to the runway and it should be how many people who've been a judge on dra- on RuPaul's Drag Race are on the panel. <laughs> oh, that's like, fun. This wow. will very much favor, I think, newer films. Um, sure. True. I'm not trying to, yeah, I don't want to, anti-mame would do terribly in that category. That we are not anti-anti-mame. Is exactly. What that does not feel fair either. So, um, yeah, I would, I would sort of go for something like stolen glances, stolen touches, or um or I think it would also score very highly in queer menace. Um because uh, yeah. mm. um which I know is on the wheel. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's, stolen glances. I, I think that's like I think that sums it up. Yeah. That, that's a nice term. And it can <laughs> include nice it can include finger glance, glancing one another right, right, with right. your touch. Absolutely. A brushing of the fingers. Yes, yes. Because yes, yeah. there's some good moments of Melanie Linsky sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you give But I'm a Cheerleader in uh, Stolen Glances? Yeah, I'd give this a good kind of 92. Yeah. I think Carol would be like a 100, maybe. <laughs> sure. Carol. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you doing with that gun, <laughs> Carol? with all these glances? <laughs> Carol. Did you pay for these? Where'd you get that gun? <laughs> Where are you going? Glancing with gloved and ungloved hands. Mm-hmm. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> so a 92. What about yeah. you, John? Uh, I'll give it a 90. 90. I'll go 91 and uh, complete the pattern, giving an average of 91. All right, now we're into the bonus categories. Extra, extra. Okay, so these categories, as their name implies, are bonus. So it's just extra points it gets. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't work against it. But, but we're going to rate it from 0 to 10. All right, the first one. How would we rate, but I'm a cheerleader on a scale of 0 to 10, in musical potential? Can you see a musical being made out of it? Although it seems like they've done it twice. They have done it. I haven't heard any of it, but they've done it. But also while it, watching it, I was like, this should be a musical. And then I was like, and it is. <laughs> and lots of people have found <laughs> that. Yeah. Not the first. Yeah, I feel like you're dealing with sort of a limited number of sets. You're at the high school, mm-hmm. you're at the home, then you're at the... You can change out the colors of the room for the different sort of lessons right. in heterosexuality. So sure. I think that lends itself well to a performance. You know, I think I know it has been done technically as a musical in England, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> if it's real, we don't know. Also, um, all the uh, cheer stuff, like just the opening number, which is like cheerleader, yeah. like that, like yeah. component is to a number right away. Yeah. They do yeah. choreography and it seems much more natural than for mo- mm-hmm. you know, right. breaking into dance. Yeah, and I think an updated version, I would love to see a sort of more updated version. And again, I'm not normally someone who advocates for reboots, but I think there really would be a place for this to have 
uh, a reboot where there are a couple trans or non-binary youth sure in are. it, and 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 uh, to kind of really show a little bit more of the LGBTQ more uh, pantheon. Yeah, and you know a little more racial diversity as well. Um, uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think this could easily be a musical. I mean, I had that one song stuck in my head for days now. The kind of like little. Glockenspiel and then electric guitar, you know. There were all, the kind two of... songs from the soundtrack that I added to my starred playlist because also, like, oh, nice. I'm a 90s alternative person. So, like, yeah. this is right up. It yeah. was like the Dressy Bessie songs I really liked. Yeah, I think there were two yeah. Dressy Bessie. That was very kind of like Belly, Luscious Jackson, yeah. that kind of vibe. Yeah. I love I, yeah. Belly. Yeah. Um, Anyone else yeah, love I feel like... Belly? Just me? No, I loved Belly. I love it. And Be well, the Tree. Yeah. Geppetto. Yes. So good. Um, red? Um, no. No, I think, um, yeah, I think Yellow Jackets has, has really laid a claim to kind of the dark music of the 90s. But this was that kind of bubbly, like almost the cardigans, that kind of. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think it would lend itself very easily to a musical format. Uh, so what do you want to give it? Did you say? Yeah, I say I say 100. Let's do it. A 10, ten, would you say? Oh, that, yes. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So 10 out of 10. And I, uh, I like will also musicals. give it a 10. I think it's a perfect choice to musicalize. Absolutely. I'll, too, will give it a 10. Giving it a 10. Perfect. Right. All right, our next one. Yas Queen. Were there any moments where you said, Yas Queen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've included this in my PowerPoint. I feel like, you know, <laughs> running, deciding to flee your uh, camp and getting in a van and not only that most of the kids do it at first, but then Megan shows up right at the last minute. That's a big yes, queen. You know, and of course, the grand gesture at the end. Sure. Um, I like when Megan and Graham kiss. That could be a yes, yes queen moment. Like, good for you. Every time they kiss, it's yes. a yes, queen. Anytime Eddie Cibrian does something uh, lascivious, I was of like, yes, queen. queen. <laughs> Andre, Andre getting his life on the dance floor. <laughs> that yeah, yes. that's a great one. With a boa whipping that all over the place. Yeah. I would say 95. Yeah. A 9.5? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get this scoring system. That's okay. I'm just so enthusiastic. Yeah. I appreciate 9.5. 9.5. I'll give it uh I'll give it an 8. 8. Tough. John was not as enthused. Had <laughs> more down. He said, "Yes, queen." <laughs> I see what you're doing, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> give it an 8.83 and yes, queen, which is 3.5 points higher than bound. All right, our next category, yeah. Messy Diva. How are we doing on Messy Divas? Yeah, I mean, I guess Graham and Sinead are sort of the closest. I think Mary Brown herself is kind of a messy diva. Like, she's doing actual mess, and she is a diva. But she's such a germaphobe. She's such a control freak. Yeah. But, like, dramatic, she's psychologically messy. Like, what is she mm. doing to her, like, the kids there is messy. Yeah. I think what she's, but I, th I don't think she's, like, messy and going about it. Messy, dude. That's, uh, but what the she's doing is messy. messy, but there you go. What more do you need? She's all about control. everybody's sort of narking each other out too yeah. about the stolen glances. That's some that's a lot of messy drama thriving. Um, but there's no one that really stands out to me as yeah, Michelle Williams clearly loves the drama. <laughs> Mama, um, right. when she's you can wait to tell everyone she went to an intervention. Oh, completely. She's ready <laughs> to pick that lock and steal, you know, swimsuit photographs out of Megan's locker. Um, the lock's still hot. I can still open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not how that's not how that works. But I didn't think it was huge on Messy Divas. Yeah, yeah. I guess three sort of. You know, Graham has some mess. Sinead. All the kind of petty drama. Melanie Linsky clearly, yeah, loves some is pretty petty and but none and of them are that like diva esque. Yeah. You know, they all seem mm. like teens, you know, mm. right? And like regular, Not even too out outsized. Right. There's no um. What's her face? Rachel McAdams and Mean Girls. Right. I'm gonna go one. I'll go one. I'll revise. I'll go one. Yeah. One. All right. Uh, I'll go two for Mary Brown. All right, now we're our next category, macabre. How macabre is But I'm a Cheerleader? You'd think it would be macabre, just a conversion game. so pastel -y. And it's a comedy, a campy comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, compulsory 
heteronormativity is macabre, not loving your children, macabre. you know, requiring that your children be straight <laughs> to love them and uh, fit a gender binary. That is, that's macabre, but that's not in the kind of the fun Adams family spirit of it all. Sure, I don't know that that's right. sort of the, the letter of the law, but not the spirit. I think Sinead is probably the most macabre, mm. just being a goth. Yeah. Yeah. And Big Venn diagram of goth and queer, for sure. Mm. Yeah, a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. Huge. Making people sleep in a literal doghouse, I think, is yeah. a, a little macabre. <laughs> yeah, that's... um. The Victorian mansion had kind of, uh, like, California gothic vibes, kind of yeah. like Winchester mystery, <laughs> sure. if it was... Mm-hmm. You know, I know the thing y'all, y'all always say. You know, you're not breaking this out at Halloween. No. Well, November um, 1st. Oh. <laughs> No problem. But on Halloween? I guess like a two. A two. I'll go four. Four. I'll go four. Giving an average of (laughs) 3.33. It's all for Sinead. Uh, Finally. The aversion therapy. That's my cop. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, the last of the bonus categories. Gay actors playing gay roles. We do pretty good here. We do pretty it's good. It's not a hundred, but we got RuPaul, Cleo yep. Duvall, Douglas yeah. Bain is Andre, and there's got to be in that gay bar. Joel Michaeli. Yeah, this is a. I spend my week like neck deep in looking through census records, but searching <laughs> the actors' names and gay or husband or lesbian felt like this feels this this feels invasive. But yeah, Cleo Duvall, RuPaul, Douglas Bain, Joel Michaeli, the actor who plays Lloyd, but not the actor who plays Larry. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, m- m- almost everybody in the uh, in the bar. Gotta be. Um, I think that's fairly good. Like fairly, yeah. it does okay. It's not like a slam dunk, but I think it does pretty good. I think considering. so too. Yeah, considering how many of the main roles, I'm gonna say at least a seven. A seven. Yeah, that sounds right. I will go seven as well. Mm. Seven. I too will go seven. Lucky sevens. I looked up, I was like, I wasn't sure about Natasha Leone. And I was like, oh, she was with Fred Armisen for seven years. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so she's gay as hell. Yeah. <laughs> All the way say that. And then I just spent uh, two hours last night watching all of season three of I Think You Should Leave. And Fred Armisen does show up in one sketch. And he's very funny in it. Oh, yeah. there you go. I mean, he's great in Los Espookies. Very good. Um, yeah, she's got, you know, she kind of has that bisexual vibe, but I feel like, yeah, Natasha Leon's been candid enough about her kind of journeys with know. sobriety. Exactly. She, yeah, yeah, she would tell us. She would tell <laughs> us. Could have been open about one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're into the iconic category. All right, so these categories are bigger, broader, more wide reaching. So it's zero to 300 for these characters. Ooh, okay. So there's going right. to be a singing portion and math. <laughs> so the first one, Aaron, what do you want to give? But I'm a cheerleader on a scale of zero to 300 in homoeroticism. How homoerotic is But I'm a Cheerleader? I think it's pretty homoerotic. It's up for, there. For a movie that's like not an erotic movie. Yes. It's very yeah. Because there's a lot of horniness. All these teens are pretty mm-hmm. horny the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I remember most about it when I was you know, hadn't watched it in many years was that it's just this feeling of longing and yearning mm-hmm, more than yeah. it's on a revisit. There's no nudity no. simulated, mm-hmm. but no. Yeah. But in some ways yeah. it's easier to be erotic without nudity. Like the mm-hmm. scene where they're like the two sure. girls are like making glances at each other while scrubbing a carpet. Come on. Yeah. It's a beautiful <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> that soldier mm-hmm. cutout. They know what they're doing. And there is a sex Rock scene at appears. the end. Yeah, sure, yeah, and you know the masturbation scene. Apparently, they had to kind of mm-hmm. edit a little bit to make it vaguer, <laughs> crop it a to little, be sure. an NC, which makes me furious that the same year American Pie came out and got an R rating, <laughs> so right. you can fully fuck a pie and that's yep. acceptable, but a woman pleasuring herself is pie. somehow no. taboo. No. Yeah, I'm gonna go like two fifty five. Two fifty five. I'm gonna go two thirty five. Two thirty five. I'll go 240. Give an average of 243.33, which is 40 points lower than bound. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Our next one Queer 101. How much of this would you say is an essential queer text? Oh, for sure. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, female directors in general are underrepresented, lesbian directors yeah. Yeah. Rep- underrepresented as well. And so I think if if you're trying to teach a, you know, beginning 
a, a real one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah, and I think it, it's it's a like we talked about. It's a good kind of access point for a lot of folks, and I think. Shockingly, I mean, I couldn't have imagined when I watched this in 1999 that the threat of gay conversion camps would feel all the more prescient and threatening 24 years later. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a I I think it's a shoe in 300, 300. It's also a fun example of like because there was that Peacock terrible movie called they them about like a horse slasher movie set at a gay conversion camp and it was so suffused it was like trying so hard to be like Mm -hmm. important with a capital Mm -hmm. i like trauma with a capital t whereas this is tackling the same subject matter but with such like an effervescence and like yes it's acknowledging that this is like awful shitty stuff but also we don't have to be miserable while telling our story you can laugh at it yeah, but a lesbian way. doesn't have to die in it yeah. for it to have been a successful <laughs> <No>. <laughs> queer representation. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the joy of it, the the kitsch, yeah, the kind of the kitchen, the camp of it all. Yeah, for sure, one hundred, three, and again, it's eighty six minutes. <laughs> you can watch that. Oh, three hundred. Yeah, you can watch that in a three hour night class, and you're done. Absolutely, you have time Absolutely. for discussion and, and a coffee discussion. break. Mm-hmm. What about you, John? Uh, you know what? I'll also give it a three hundred. All right. I, too, will give it a 300. If not this, then what? That's what my question is. (laughs) All right. Finally, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy is it? Besides the actual camp. Besides it being just a conversion camp. (laughs) I mean, they've got those plastic flowers. They've got Mm. all the color choices they're making. You've got you've cast Ming Stoll, that alone. Right. Pretty campy. Yeah. I mean, there's the kind of there's the it totally shifts a, a couple times. You know, there's the kind of the real genuine earnest moments that are mm-hmm. not campy, but I think a lot of it is that sort of the artifice of it all. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. the watering plastic plants. <laughs> That's how you know and, she's a complete lunatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, people are sending their children to this woman. <laughs> yeah. And the kind of the, the, oh, and all the scenes, the dinner scene with the parents, with the incredibly pointed grace, that feels very <laughs> shooting for seriousness, but ending up with comedy. Um, yeah, so I think it's I think it's incredibly campy aesthetically and in a lot of the tone. I would say the only place it loses points for me is because yeah, there are really heartfelt moments. Sure. So it's you know it's not hairs. I mean, I guess even hairspray has I, I suppose some kind of yeah. hair, heartfelt moments too. Sure. Two seventy. Two seventy. Uh, I will say yeah, I think it's very campy, but it is very sort of like sweet. It's sort of, mm. it's almost like a an after school camp, I think a little bit. So for that, I'll give it 240. 240. Uh, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed, which is tougher when the movie is a comedy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we go. RuPaul being credited as RuPaul Charles. Bud Court in anything. Getting donated donuts. <laughs> Mink stolen Bud Cart being your parent. Stacks of white bread at dinner. A fun use of RuPaul. Trans Ams. Lesbian red flags. Vaginal pillows. Laying in bed and tuning a guitar while eavesdropping on someone using your phone. A conversion camp with an impeccable p- sense of interior design. A traumatic brisk playing jealousy games with your crush. Poor, long-suffering Sinead, a rainbow-colored box of matches from the bar Cocksucker, multicolor retractable ink pens, your mother coaching your sex, and finally, a cheer saving the day. So I think it's pretty campy. I'll give it a 267. Give it an average of 259. Not bad. All right, now we're into the crown jewels. All right, so these categories we don't rate. We just say yes or no. We think it gets a bonus. All right, the first one, a 50% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does But I'm a Cheerleader have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? I think In so. Arguably. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It'd be crazy to say it doesn't. At crazy. Every age. <laughs> You'd be mad. You'd be mad as a hat. I mean, Larry and Lloyd modeling conflict resolution in Isn't front they of they have it? a nice relationship? <laughs> Aww, I, I feel that. like that kind of like, they used to be a time period like, where they would, people would make fun of like therapy speak, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? But yeah. now I feel it's just been so like everyone's so acclimated and like that is the culture now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That you, you want to model for them, you know, dad and dad are not fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've come from enough trauma and conflict. You're not going to experience mm-hmm. that here. Yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah, again, this isn't a tragic, you know, the ones that seem tragic are the heterosexuals. True. Right. Uh, well, that's always mm-hmm. been tr- the case. <laughs> Uh, so it gets the bonus. Yay. Finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Stonewall. 
I think Thankfully. I did see a stone wall around the the mansion, but it is not the movie Stonewall, so it will not lose 50% of its points. That's good mm. uh, academic so research. Good to hear. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I do teach uh, the movie professor. Stonewall yeah. in a public history class as an example of why historic representation being accurate matters in films. Really? So, uh, <laughs> yes, it's so bad that it's that it's required reading. Wait, bad enough to be on a it. syllabus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you watch every class or do you know it well enough? Oh, no, I just I re- assign them an article. I'm not going to subject people to that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We just read an article about why it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> watch yeah. it. And then we would dish yes. for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. That's it. We're done. Okay. So, Aaron, now that we've been through it all, do you still think you're in the top five or top ten? Uh, you know, I don't know about top five, but I, I could still see it breaking into the top 20. I don't know. Okay. We get some good wheel hits, but yeah, it's um, it's not macabre. I'll be the first to admit. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 3,458.39, but I'm a cheerleader has scored 3,270.06, giving a percentage of 94. 4.55, making it the third gayest movie ever. Whoa. Not as gay as Zero Patience, but gayer than Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh my goodness. Aaron, you did it. Aaron, you have cracked the top five. <laughs> Things are changing. Worlds are really spinning in her chair. She can't. Um, what, did it, what did it beat? Hedwig and the Angry oh. Inch. I'm not going to say eat shit, wow. Hedwig. Um, but <laughs> eat shit, Bride of Frankenstein. Wow. Showgirls wow, out of the top five. Wow, wow, That's, wow. Uh, you know, well, and again, that one felt like it was sort of in the genre of 90s movies that included lesbian representation, but it right. was not for, for not for queer ladies by queer ladies. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Oh, wow. Truly. Well, what an incredible way to uh, uh, to continue wow. this month. Wow. What a way to wow. celebrate it. Bringing years. the heat. Yeah. I feel sorry for the next two. The stakes <laughs> keep getting higher. <laughs> They're just wow. going to bring in hardcore porn. There you go. Fair so enough. enjoy enjoy that discussion. I love. I can't wait to listen to it. Is it campy though? <laughs> Could you wear that cock ring? Would a drag queen want to yeah. wear that cock ring? I don't know. Is this cum copulation queer one hundred and one? I don't know. Aren't there better ones? <laughs> I mean, if it were volume one instead of volume seventeen, maybe. Thank you. But then it gets really good at volume four. So. Sure, sure. Who, got who, new can, who can say? I guess we could say if we were doing the judging. <laughs> but that's enough about cum compilations. Aaron, <laughs> you did it. That's treat. <laughs> Thank you. This has been truly delightful. I think the other people you're representing or the other ones who pitch it will be yes. very, I don't think they could have asked for a better a better uh, advocate. No, we no, could, no. We I, should I, say. I hope that they concur. And I hope they're all thrilled that we Let's made it, guys. So. We did we it. We made it. It gotcha, happened. Gotcha. We did it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Uh, yeah, um, I uh, wrote a book called Mastering Emotions, Feelings, oh. Power, and Slavery in the United States. You can find it on Amazon, on bookshop.org, or uh, University of Pennsylvania Press. Um, yeah, you know, beyond that, uh, it really is a reality that disproportionately queer and, and, and trans teens are more likely to end up unhoused. Um, and so, you know, find organizations near you. I know Ruth Ellis Center in Detroit, where I live, does a lot of work providing services and, and housing and outreach uh, to, to you know, the many queer youth, like so many of the characters in this movie who really were left unhoused by their decision to, mm-hmm. you know, be yeah, their be truest themselves. selves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, trans rights are human rights. Uh, this attack, you know, even if you consider yourself to be cisgendered, this uh, attack on trans rights is an attack on on uh, all all people and is an attack on human rights. And so let's stick up for, uh, for uh, all of one another, because I think as we see in the movie, that kind of the move to have that gender binary be so policed is really clearly already coming for cis people as well yeah, and so yeah. uh That's it's sort of under the guise of protecting children and it's clearly becoming an attack on trans adults on mm-hmm. on queer adults on on gender non-conforming adults and children so yeah be safe this pride guys 
Beautifully said. Thank, thank you so you. much, Aaron. You can follow us yeah. at Twitter and Instagram at Tool Queen, TWO Old Queens, and TikTok. Although, have I, there is an account, <laughs> but I haven't done anything on it yet. No, Not get yet. off my back. But it's as soon as I figure out how to make clips, <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain all the current movie rankings. Yes, we also have, you can email us at Tool Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know if you thought, if we got anything wrong. We love hearing from you. Uh, we got merch. Tpublic.com slash two old queens, where a portion of the proceeds go to the Okra Project. So you're not just helping us, you are helping others. Yes. And we also finally we have a Patreon, Two Old Queens the Retirement Plan. Uh for just five dollars a month, you get twice the queenage, as we like to say. Queenage. Uh all right. It's that's worth it. it, guys. Thank you, Aaron. You <laughs> heard you. it right here. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, we'll see you next time. Everybody stay safe. Hi, but I'm a cheerleader. This is Aaron, one of your biggest fans, just to pop in by to say congratulations on ranking so highly as one of the gayest movies of all time. I've loved you for over a decade and I knew you had it in you. Mazel tov. Hey, two old queens. It's Jules. Just want to say congratulations to But I'm a cheerleader for doing so well in the rankings. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm so glad you guys covered it. And Thanks so much. Uh, Happy anniversary. Love the podcast. Love you guys. All right. Bye. Hi, John and Mark. This is Ashley in Baltimore calling. Thank you so much for the opportunity to say congratulations to one of my favorite movies, but I'm a cheerleader. I knew it would do incredibly well, and I'm so excited to listen to the episode. Give me a call if you ever decide to do Serial Mom. Thanks again. Love the pod. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. We didn't get that right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.